This is a special report from ABC News. I'm Mark Remillard. In a shooting incident this morning in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, ABC News has confirmed there are now three officers dead and three others injured. Police also say there is one suspect dead, but authorities believe there may be two others at large. It's not clear what sparked this incident, and the scene is said to be very fluid at this time. Baton Rouge is on high alert since the shooting death of a black man outside of a convenience store by police two weeks ago. Again, ABC News has confirmed there are now three officers dead in a shooting incident in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Louisiana this morning and three others injured. I'm Mark Remillard. This has been a special report from ABC News. I'm Aaron Katursky. You're listening to live coverage from ABC News. ABC News consultant Steve Gomez is with us. Uh, Steve, law enforcement had been warned in Baton Rouge and in many other cities that anarchist groups, protesters, even terror groups were looking to target police officers. Yes, I mean, we, you have the, the various factions that are basically anti-police, especially after these, uh, these uh, shootings, police shootings of civilians um, in those cases there in Baton Rouge in Minnesota. And so you may have a number of people who were from various different groups, anarchist groups, domestic terrorist groups, and so on, or, or just activist groups in general that have decided to take the next step and turn to violence. Um, you know, you will hear various people say, you know, we're protesting, but, and that's, and that's fine. First Amendment rights allows for that, you know, to, to, to speak out. The difference that the FBI looks at is did they cross the line and now look to engage in violence? Did they commit violence? Did they conspire and support violence? And in this case, violence against police officers. That's where you cross the line. It's almost, again, the tipping point where you are no longer exercising your First Amendment right and protesting in a, in a free manner. You are now moving towards committing violence, and that's taking it to a different different place in this country, and uh, you're now working towards creating anarchy and uh, disrupting everything here. Steve, this has been a summer of racial and political discontent on the eve of the nation's political conventions. Uh, at this point, what messages do political leaders need to send to change the narrative that, uh, that, that, that blacks are dangerous and, and police are racist? What they have to do is, th there has to be a very clear explanation, and not just from political leaders. They have to have the leaders from law enforcement. They also have to have the leaders of the community. Th there has to be that coming together. And I think first and foremost, you have to start with, we are a country of laws, that there are laws and procedures that every civilian has to follow. Myself, my family members, it's something that we do as a family where you teach your children that you have to obey the law. And, and, and in this specific case, if you get pulled over, you have to comply. Now, if you don't comply, there could be, you know, consequences. And, and sometimes civilians don't even know why they're being pulled over. I've had this situation happen with myself, with a good friend from the FBI, you know, and, and also my son. I mean, these situations happen all the time. But the fact is the community has to understand that, that officers sometimes will pull you over or have an encounter with you for a reason you may not even understand because they are listening to the intelligence and reports and so on. However, the law enforcement officers have to also realize that the community has certain perceptions that they now have to factor those perceptions into those encounters because they don't want to make problems even worse. They have to recognize that. So there has to be that recognition on both sides that there has to be law and order. But at the same time, officers have to now see where they are in the world 
and the environment they're operating in. And they may have to change the way they handle things when they encounter certain civilians in certain situations. And, and the leadership in the country for political, law enforcement, community, they have to understand that as well because there's a reconciliation that needs to occur between those two pieces. A delicate balance and a reconciliation that has not yet taken shape in this country as more police officers have taken bullets on this Sunday. Several officers have been shot in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, according to the mayor who spoke to ABC News several moments ago. He said the situation is still fluid, but the shooter is believed to be neutralized, and we are still uh, awaiting uh, some additional information about the circumstances uh, of these uh, shootings. It's not immediately clear whether there was some kind of ambush or whether these were uh, you know, targeted in, in some fashion. Officers are now patrolling along Airline Highway, and there's an overpass where officers have gathered, a helicopter seen buzzing above, uh, and police with heavy vests, helmets, and long guns out. The details, again, of the shooting uh, have not been made clear, but we know that in recent days, the FBI warned the police department in Baton Rouge and in many other cities that protesters had been calling for attacks on police all in response to the police killings of black men in this country, most recently in Minnesota and in Baton Rouge. Alton Sterling, which touched off several weeks of, of unrest in, in that city and in many others, and led to a national conversation in town hall with the president, of course, following the deaths of five police officers in Dallas. That was just 10 days ago. It has been hard to catch your breath in this country with, with all of the violence, with all of the episodes uh, and attacks around the, around the world, really. The governor of Louisiana has just issued a statement uh, calling this an unspeakable and unjustified attack on all of us at a time when we need unity and healing. Rest assured, the governor's statement goes on, every resource available to the state of Louisiana will be used to ensure the perpetrators are swiftly brought to justice. For now, the governor says in this statement he's asking all Louisianans to join him in praying for the officers who were involved and their families as the details continue to unfold. Statement there uh, from Governor Edwards in Louisiana. ABC News consultant Steve Gomez is with us. Uh, Steve, uh, just 10 days after Dallas uh, and more men in blue taking bullets makes clear that whatever conversations have started, more need to be done. Absolutely. More need to be done. And they may need to take a strategic look at who are the stakeholders that need to be involved in those discussions. I mentioned, you know, the political leaders, the law enforcement leaders, the community leaders. They have to take a look at who are the protesters, who are the people that are most outspoken and bring them in. make sure that they are in the conversation and not just to have shouting matches but they have to have a certain level of you know dialogue that's that's reasonable that is uh, is educational so everybody is understanding what is going on there it clearly it's still happening so the fbi and the police agencies they probably have a good sense as to um, where this uh, this violence and where this effort to uh, kill cops is coming from at least from looking at the people that are committing the attacks and what, what, what is their profile? Who are they associated with? So they have to take a look at that. And that might be where they have to go to whatever groups, associates, um, affiliations that those individuals that committed these cop shootings, whoever they were you know, linked to, they have to go to those groups and say, listen, 
you know, you, you were associated with these individuals and now they have to start getting them into the dialogue because they need to get to the people, the factions that are looking to commit these attacks and they got to get them to come in and start speaking out against this kind of violence. I mean, that's, it has to be even more inclusive and that might not be what's happening right now. Steve Gomez, formerly with the LAPD, the FBI, and now an ABC News consultant as we follow developments out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where several officers were shot on a Sunday morning. The extent of the injuries of the wounded was not immediately known. A suspect appears to be neutralized, according to the mayor, who spoke to ABC News a short time ago, but he still described the situation as fluid, and hospitals have been on alert, accepting uh, a number of, of casualties. We're not, again, sure of the conditions. This shooting happened about a mile from police headquarters, and, and it comes at a time of tension across Baton Rouge and, and all of this country between the black community and the police, as, as Steve outlines. Uh, the races of the suspect or suspects and the officers that were shot uh, were not immediately known. Uh, the extent of injuries is not clear, nor are the circumstances of the shooting, whether this was some kind of uh, targeted ambush or what. Uh, we do know that it came just hours after the shooting of a police officer in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He had been sitting in his patrol car responding to some kind of an incident when police said somebody walked up to the patrol car and, and, and opened fire. That officer was shot and wounded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at about 2 a.m. Our focus at the moment is on Baton Rouge, where it's still a fluid situation and, and still really a tense time in a city reeling after the shooting death of Alton Sterling, uh, who was killed by white officers earlier this month after a scuffle at a convenience store. Uh, I want to go back to ABC News consultant Steve Gomez for a minute uh, because the, the, the circumstances of the Alton Sterling shooting uh, are, are now the subject of a federal investigation. We know that police were responding to reports of a gun and when uh, police respond to you know a reports of a gun that's obviously going to put them uh, on on a bit of heightened alert uh it, it but nobody could have imagined necessarily that that shooting would would you know continue kind of a, a spiral of events that brings us to today exactly now it, it, whenever you receive a call as a police officer on patrol man with a gun you are on high alert and this is exactly what i was referring to with regards to the community and citizens when they get pulled over have an encounter with a police officer they have no idea what the call was or what their observations were that led them to that encounter and if, if the police officer is approaching a, a situation where it's a man with a gun whether that person has a gun or not they have to comply they have to let the officer conduct their investigation and if, and if they're not the right person if they don't have a gun then uh, then you know all will be fine as long as they cooperate uh, and that's part of the investigation that the feds and uh, local law enforcement is doing on that particular um, you know shooting and uh, and that'll determine whether that is a good shooting or not whether the officers acted properly in the use of deadly force or if they were out of policy and broke the law uh, and that's that's the kind of discussion that has to be had with um, throughout this country as to what is the procedure, not just when there's a shooting, but leading up to the shooting. What is the environment the officers operate in as they approach a situation? Because you hear a lot about, you know, you know the officer shot and uh, why would they shoot this person? 
and, uh, and, and you know, especially, you know, when you have uh, such limited um, coverage by, by uh, video. I mean, you just never know. And you have to conduct an investigation to determine what occurred leading up to that encounter and then the, the scuffle. In this case, there were two officers that were fighting with the suspect and uh, and then or the you know the, the citizen there and then um and then there was a shooting and, and we still don't know exactly what was happening in that scuffle that led to the shooting so the community has to recognize there's, there's nothing wrong with protesting but let's let's give it some time and let's see what happened in that situation in every situation because you are going to have some shootings that are out of policy or maybe are, uh, are a violation of law and uh, and then you're going to have some that are within policy that were what we call good shootings. I mean, they, you know, the officers didn't do anything wrong because of the circumstances. And we can't paint with a broad brush that every shooting, you know, involving a white officer and an African American is a bad shooting because every circumstance is different. So we have to take a look at that. And it's unfortunate when these suspects that are going out and, and assassinating and, and targeting cops are are taking advantage of these situations that haven't even been fully investigated and adjudicated. But Steve, what's the posture of of police officers now? How do they how, how can they not help but be on their guard and, and 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 yet be tasked with doing the kinds of community policing that bring them closer to the communities that they're supposed to patrol? Well, this, this is my big concern, Aaron, that the fact that the community you have a lot of people in the community in the various communities that are having a problem where they need the police to come and help them to help intervene they, they call 911 you know can you can you send an officer down here and it's very unfortunate because you know it is by the nature of what the officers are going through they have to be extra careful now now they're they're going to respond right away to the scene to wherever the call came in but they have to exercise even more care in approaching the situation and looking at the surroundings. They may want backup right away, depending on the kind of call that they're responding to. They may need another uh, another couple of officers to basically look at the perimeter of the area in case that they are walking into an ambush. That could take some time in them responding to a situation because, you know, if there is an ambush, I'm sure that these suspects are smart enough to recognize that the more uh, the more urgent the call that they make to bring law enforcement in the you know the better opportunity they're going to have to try to take out an officer you know the ambush will, will be more effective in the bad guy's mind so the law enforcement officer going to they're no you know they're, they're just they're just as uh, savvy law enforcement knows that if they're going to approach a, a situation that is very urgent they're going to have to be even more careful with the potential that there could be an ambush so this this is my concern is that because of these situations there may be a little bit of time that law enforcement is going to have to take and rightfully so in approaching a situation because their safety could be at risk and that, that's the number one priority in law enforcement is the safety of not only the public but the officers themselves Steve Gomez, formerly of the LAPD and the FBI and now an ABC News consultant with us on a Sunday when six officers from a couple of different departments in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, were shot, three of them fatally. One suspect is dead. Police have called for a robot to search that suspect for any kind of an explosive. 
At least two other suspects are believed to be at large, and uh, police are now uh, cordoning off the area around where the gunfire was exchanged. It's about a mile or so from police headquarters in Baton Rouge. This comes just 10 days after five police officers were shot and killed in Dallas in response to the fatal police shootings of black men in Baton Rouge and in Minnesota. The police now are uh, moving about in heavy vests and long guns, uh, a, a, a posture of, of tension and alarm uh, as six uh, of their comrades were targeted uh, by, this, uh, by this gunfire. The circumstances of the shooting and the extent of the injuries of the wounded were not made clear, uh, but there are believed to be multiple suspects here so one dead and at least two others believed to be at large after three police officers were shot and killed in baton rouge the officers that were shot were from the baton rouge police department and the east baton rouge sheriff's department and uh, all uh, officers all around the country are now on higher alert uh, we just received a, a bulletin from the uh, the new york city police department uh, and it says in light of the ongoing events uh, effective immediately, all foot posts are to be assigned dual patrol, no solo foot posts in the city. Uh, Steve Gomez, ABC News consultant, that speaks to, uh, to, to, to what you say, that officers have to protect each other before they can protect the public. Absolutely. That, that, we're, we're seeing it. We are seeing it. That is exactly what I was talking about. And, and that has to be done. It, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, that's going to be uh, resources that have to be applied to, uh, to patrols, and, uh, and you know that has a, a total reverberation with budgets that law enforcement operates under, and so on. But it has to be done because the safety of our police officers throughout the country is priority. That that's what gives us law and order. That's what gives us civility. You have to have the police protected. They have to be able to do their job and protect themselves as well. And so, as a result, as we just uh, as you just described, coming out of New York, they are going to have uh, dual foot patrols. And, and that, that's a necessary thing. I mean, you, you have to have the extra, you know, backup, so to speak, in order to do your job and to protect yourself. Steve Gomez, uh, an ABC News consultant with us on a Sunday when three officers have been shot and killed in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. One suspect is dead. At least two others are believed to be at large. I'm Aaron Katursky. You're listening to live coverage from ABC News.